Welcome to the podcast. I'm Joanna Colbert, and you're listening to The Casting Session. I decided to create this podcast out of a desire to help actors feel more confident in their auditions. This podcast is an inside look at filmmaking through the perspective of casting. In these interviews, I'm going to provide you with in-depth, enlightening, fun conversations with the industry's top casting directors, actors, directors, and producers. We're going to cover a range of topics like the audition process and the role casting plays in the collaboration with directors and the overall craft of casting. Basically, we're giving you a behind the scenes look into the casting process. So without further ado, I bring you the casting session. I'm so thrilled to be speaking with Rosie Fellner today. She is a dear friend of mine who I've known for many years, and I'm so excited to hear what she has to say about the subject of casting and how casting impacts filmmaking and looking at filmmaking through the perspective of casting. Rosie could not be a better guest for us because she is not only a super talented actress, she's also a producer and has had her hand in pretty much every aspect of filmmaking. She happens to be from England, and that also gives us a really exciting, fresh perspective on the point of view of how films are made overseas versus how films are made here, and so many other exciting things to talk about. So welcome, Rosie Fellner. Thank you so much, Donna, and it's a real pleasure. I'm really grateful to be asked on the show and um, excited to chat to you. Especially when that's all we can do at the moment is chat about it. (laughs) (laughs) Which in this industry we do a lot of. I mean, honestly, um, so much of why I wanted to do this podcast is to help people sort of understand how the sausage is made and give them insights and tools and help actors sort of understand what really goes on in the audition and also help filmmakers be able to talk about the craft of casting and how it impacts the way they make films. And so I thought maybe you could talk a little bit about the craft of casting and how it has impacted your life as both an actress and a producer and a filmmaker. Yeah. You know, all I can say is is my personal feelings towards it, because as you know, as a casting director for so long, There is no direct answer to any of it, yes or no, or do's or don'ts. I think I've always been pretty terrible at auditions, personally. I'm not great with a lot of preparation. I'm I'm somebody who I love to go in the room and have things thrown at them. My favorite way of working is with a lot of improvisation. I love working with Michael Winterbottom, with Bernard Rose, with those kind of, you know, creating a character and then being free to explore it with people. That's what kind of excites me. So I like to not know what's happening next. And I think the tough thing for me always with auditions is you're given enough time to prepare. So I've always found that a little bit of a struggle. And I much prefer to go into the room and just go for it and just be sort of have things thrown at me. I also, I found the more I went for auditions, the more nervous I would get. Until I started working behind the camera as a producer, I mean, you can be told, look, the casting director just wants you to be great. They want you to win. They're on your side. You know, you sit there in that room, the door opens, that actor comes in and, you know, you're just wanting them to be 
happy, relaxed, in character, shining and, and enjoying it. And as the actor, you're standing the other side of the door going, <laughs> and if you can just drop all that and walk into the room and just take it in and just be present, really, I think that's the most exciting to see for the director and the producer and the casting director. When I was casting my first film, it was amazing the people would come in like that. What they'd done is they were, they were a living, breathing character. And I think for me, that was really enlightening as an actress as well, because it was like, it took a big pressure off at the same time. It sort of liberated me at the same time as teaching me. So really, I think we all just want to see a character reacting, breathing, being, putting their point of view across. And we don't have to stress so much about getting it wrong or right. That's beautiful. And do we also want to see the actor's unique essence? Yes, which if you're not nervous and if you just don't care so much, comes across. It's just, it oozes. So how can we help an actor square being prepared, knowing the material, knowing who the character is, and being free and showing us their essence? How can we help them understand how to do all of that at once? Yeah, it's really a conundrum. I think for me, the thing that gives me the most confidence is going with the character. You make decisions about that character, where they are, who they are, what they believe in. And they could just be like tiny phrases. And then that gives you a crutch to lean on and a little bit of confidence. And then you can not rely on the words so much. I think that's what always stumbles me is trying to grasp onto the words because also that's the one concrete thing you've been given. So you feel like this is what you've been given, get it right, those words on the page, but that's not the important thing. What's important is everything else, you. Sometimes the writer is going to be in the room or it's a writer-director and you do want to respect their words, but I always say you want to know the material but not hammer away at it. And there's also there's also a difference in what kind of material it is. If it's comedy, there's a, there's beats, there's rhythm. If it's a you know a network TV thing, it's you got to speed. You can have pages, you got to speed through. So there are certain things you got to know. A bit of technique that does take time and practice. In my office, I have um, experienced time after time actors coming in with literally a bag of props a suitcase full of props and a costume and a full performance. And so I have a quote, which is an actor coming to an audition with a bag of props and a full performance is like going to a first date with a tuxedo and a ring. (laughs) I'd love to hear your thoughts on any and all of that. Uh, I mean, I'm British and it's very different there. I mean, I was taught never, ever to do that. That's like a fancy dress party. But, um, you know, I guess people, they want to have something that they want to, it's, it's, you know, it's thought. They are putting thought in and they're putting work in. It's just in the wrong areas, maybe. I mean, I remember an acting coach I have here saying to me, you guys, you just, you think about your hair and your makeup and what you're wearing far too much. It really doesn't matter. And it's really true. I mean, sure, a subtle to you know wear something that within the range of that character maybe that's in your wardrobe 
So maybe going back to the dating analogy, it's like a bit like flirting, right? You just want to show, right? You want to tease the situation a little bit, right? Yeah. Like, this is me. This is like a little bit of my yes. shoulder, but not like. Yes. I've got to say, <laughs> I remember casting a film and there's a post-coital scene. And she comes into the living room wearing a red bra and the guy's like throws her clothes at her or something. And we were doing self-tapes because we were on location. And the amount of tapes we got of girls in their bras was heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking. And it also made me upset with their management because they watch those tapes. And I just thought, why are you not saying, hey, no, and showing them and a little guidance? But, you know, the other thing is, you know, you can look up really great actors' auditions and you can see what a great audition is like. So in a way, there's no excuse. You can, if you, if you heart's in it, you can research it. I really think it all comes down to what we're in the business for and, and what kind of career we want and what we're looking for, what kind of validation as a human we're looking for. And, um, I, you know, I look back at things myself and go, jeez. What was I doing in that room? Looking for some kind of like mummy and daddy to say good girl, you know, it's like <laughs> Right, right. When you, you suddenly have a sort of an all round knowledge of the process and, and of yourself and you actually go into that room to also see if you want the job and if you want to work with those people and, and if you're right for the character and you also begin to see where that character is placed in the bigger story and which jigsaw pieces fit and you know. Obviously, it depends what, what it is. If it's independent movies, which is a lot of uh, my career, especially as a producer, there's a lot more to the casting process uh, uh, beyond the perfect character because then you're also stuck with, you know, raising the finance and that horrible side of it, which um, is so cruel for the actors, I think, that decisions as a producer, you know, you try and make them as much as you can for the great and the good of the, the creative process. But at the same time, you've got to do sales and you've got to get the money to make the project. So it's a tightrope for everybody, isn't it? Yeah, and it's why I tell actors when you're meeting a casting director, think of the long game, you know? That's brilliant. And that's the truth of it. But it's very hard to know and to believe as a young actor. I found that really hard. My agent would always go... It's a meeting, you're meeting the director, you're meeting great people, you know. But as a young actor, you just want to nail that job. The longer your career goes on, you realize, you know, doing that good work, that solid work every time brings something always. Right. Um, you feel like I only have this 10 minutes and I have to show everything I've got in this little amount of time and I have to show my bag of tricks. And that's that extra pressure, isn't it, you're putting on yourself, yeah. like judgment. And it really is about trust. It's about trusting yourself that you're talented and that you will find your path. And it's about trusting the casting director is going to mark it down, maybe not for this, but for something else. Casting directors love to have a long relationship with actors and bring them in for everything. It's interesting, though. I mean, you're an extraordinary casting director. And in a way, in your mythology, a kind of old school casting director. And very European in your style as well. You're the kind of casting director I've always worked with in Europe. You know, you go in and it's definitely a creative process and you're there often with the creative team. But there's a lot of times that you literally go into an office. There's a line of people that all kind of look similar to you. And you go in and you're with a casting assistant 
mm-hmm. and it's just you and the tape. The room is bare. There's no atmosphere to sort of work with somehow. And so you have to bring so much and, and that's when you have to bring lines, you feel. And it's a different process. Whereas if you have the creatives in the room, you're working off of people and it's, it's a much more creative process. Well, I think actors need a certain amount of agility. So they have to adapt to any and all situations. Like you're saying, they might walk into a place and it's not at all what they had hoped or wanted or expected. It's just as you're saying, it's an assistant, it's cold. They feel like basically nobody cares that they're there. Maybe they feel invisible. What do you do with that? You sort of take the little bit that you can. You know what I always say? Wiggle your toes. Because you've got to go, as you say, you've got to be a chameleon. You've got to go in and you've got to immediately adapt to the situation. But then you've got to bring yourself, bring your weirdness, bring some isms, just bring your character, bring your complication. I love that. That's beautiful. That's so helpful. And I, you know, I know when actors, as you said a moment ago, when actors walk in and see a whole room full of people who look just like them, it's so easy to say, forget it. But wiggle your toes and know that no one else can bring that uniqueness. No one else has the the toes that you have. Yeah. You're looking for a character in their eyes. Yeah, we're looking at your soul. Really crazy. And it sounds so simple. Yeah. And it's almost the last thing we as actors remember. But um, I remember looking at self-tapes and I was just searching for the eyes the eyes, the eyes, the connection. And when I found them, that's, that was it. it. It's just a close up. And it was, you know, you can, you can do, you just have to, as you say, suggest the movements. Mm-hmm. Well, this is so, so helpful. I honestly, anybody, um, I can imagine anybody listening right now is breathing a sigh of relief because you, <laughs> you do know both sides and that's so, so valuable. And are there any other specifics, um, specific differences between auditioning in the UK versus auditioning here in the US? Oh, it's a totally different kettle of fish. It's a completely different ballgame. Um, it's much, I mean, in England, for a start, you, you rarely see another person auditioning for your role. Really? <laughs> rarely, yeah. Maybe a couple sometimes, but you generally go in and you see your, your casting director who you know and and, it, and you, you normally go in and meet the directors generally there and the producer sometimes but you normally meet the casting director and the director that was a big shock for me coming here it was like they had different names for it like pre-reader producer session and on tape but there's a I was like what <laughs> what's that what and they're like great they want to see you for, you're going straight to producers I'm like Oh, uh, what? Great. What does that mean? <laughs> wow. So it's a lot. It's, it's very different. Um, and it's also you go in and you have a nice chat. You have a cup of tea. You really weather and you know, life. And then you do a little pre-read and then you do a read through and they tape it. So we can start serving tea at my audition. <laughs> yes, you too. I mean, Maybe things are different now and because the quantity is, is a lot more with t- all the TV and stuff. But it did feel, it does feel like a very different process. It feels mm-hmm. here, it's very much more business-like. They've got a lot more quantity. There's a lot more people to get through. Mm-hmm. And the casting directors, you know, amazing here too. Really brilliant casting directors who, who do have so much work to do. Mm-hmm. And I mean, how they 
don't get completely overwhelmed with the just the quantity of wonderful actors. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a massive job, and they're having to to keep watching actors even when you're not working, bringing in new people, and mm-hmm. it's a lot of work. And and if you think about how many characters a project has, and how each character needs, you know, you need to find their eyes, and um, it's a lot of work. So hats off to them. I honestly, when I, I really learned that when I was young, I was like, whoa, this is not a fun job. <laughs> this is really hard work, and getting it right is tough. Well, I'm glad you're bringing that up because I do think it's helpful for actors to have a little bit of that understanding, you know, on their way to the audition. It also helps maybe to get out of their own head mm-hmm. is to take a moment to think about where they're going and who they're going to see and wishing that person well. Like I bet casting director so-and-so that I'm about to meet has already seen a hundred people by the time I get there and they might be feeling a little tired and I just wish them well. And sort of, it brings up an energy shift, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. Um, Cause what we've been saying from the top of this interview is bringing in the right energy, like bringing in the right energy to a date, bringing in the right energy to a meeting, bringing in the right energy to anything and everything we do. It's a conundrum because it is, it's being that open and loving but also not giving everything keeping a little bit of mystery and a little bit something that people want a bit more of I did just remember a good tip and I can't remember who gave it to me but they said whenever they're doing an audition or a reading they always think the scene is about the other person the minute we take the spotlight off of ourselves it sort of frees us up listening is the key to good acting so if you look at Meryl Streep in Kramer versus Kramer, when she's on the stand talking about why she should have or shouldn't have custody of the child, all she's doing is listening, the entire yeah. scene. Yeah. And it's mesmerizing. And it's easier than doing anything else because you're just responding. Here's the thing, the way you get tripped up, is when you're in those stark rooms with the cold read, it's really hard. Maybe if you're in a situation where you can't do your best listening because the person reading with you is a shell, maybe you could do just the internal shift of like, just thinking, well, they must be having a long day. And just that little shift, I think, will catch somebody's attention in a nice way. I do think actors feel quite burdened. They feel like they have to tap dance and they have to be loved by the casting director. I see that in the waiting room. My, my assistant will often tell me every single actor came up to them and said, could I have a hair tie? Could I have a paper clip? Could I have a scissor? Could I borrow the scissors? And it's like, I know where that's coming from. It's coming from anxiety. They just want to be seen. Mm-hmm. And so it is a lot on the actor to come in and they do feel a cold room and they do feel the casting director is not on their side, but we really are. If you are doing a good audition, you're making our day a lot easier and bringing you to the director. We only want you to shine because it makes us look good and it makes you look good and it serves the film. The other thing is what I often do is say, let's play. I just find that thought, okay, I'm going to play. Wiggle your toes and play and, and put the pressure on the, other, on the reader, not you. <laughs> it's their scene, not yours. It's funny you say magic wand because I often ask actors to have what I call magic wand thinking, 
-hmm. which is sort of like, first of all, the big picture. Why are you doing what you're doing, you know? And especially right now where watching films and TV is getting us through this. Yeah. Right? So being entertained and, you know, what films, the power of film and television is doing exactly what it's supposed to do, especially right now. You know, it's so interesting you say that because um, for many years as an actor, I felt kind of a little embarrassed. People would say, what do you, you know, oh yeah, and I'm an actor. And it would just feel a little self-involved somehow. And um, then my husband got very sick and um, it was television and movies and, and even light entertainment that was so necessary to us and so uplifting and brought some sort of lightness into our days. Like you say, the necessity and, and the change that we and what we give to people through that, it made me very proud of what I do. And not only in that way for light relief or, or escapism, but also we can experience everything and all these emotions. We can go places, we can do all this stuff that we would never get to do otherwise. And, you know, living now in this time where we have so much and can literally watch something on anything our heart desires, how lucky we are. Mm -hmm. I can be in any country. I can experience any feeling. I can, mm -hmm. even when I'm miserable, I can go through great elation by watching something. I can fall in love. I can die. I can do it. <laughs> Reborn. I can, I can go, you know, it's amazing. It's, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. It's it, really beautiful. It is. So actors, remember the bigger picture. You're actually going to heal people with your talent and your creativity and your love of what you do and to hold on to that. And you'll be doing your part and making your unique, beautiful stamp on the world. Yeah. Nicely said. So as a, as a producer, was it important for you, for the actor? I know you kind of just said this, but I want to sort of drill down a little bit. Was it important for you for an actor to come in fully memorized? What was important was to come in free of the lines. And that doesn't mean memorized. Either completely relaxed about them. I, it didn't matter it, whether that paper was in your hand or not. Mm -hmm. And also made makes you a little nervous if it's not in the hand because you're worried about whether they're going to stress out about yeah. forgetting lines or something. So you you kind of want to see that piece of paper somewhere around. But uh, I wasn't doing TV. I was doing movies. So it is a bit different. Well, Rosie, so illuminating and fun. Gosh, if um, only our conversation helps one actor feel good about their, themselves going into a room, then that's wonderful. Love it. Let's uh, let's do our part during this crazy time. Yeah. Loads of love. Loads of love. Thank you for listening today. I hope you found the episode enlightening. It's really my true desire to share a unique perspective on the casting process and help you feel more confident and inspired. The podcast is available on Anchor and Spotify. For new episode updates, you can follow the show on Instagram at the casting session. Please feel free to share this with your friends and write a review and tune in next week for more behind the scenes gold. I'm Joanna Colbert and I'll see you at the next casting session.